When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it's about like feeling empowered to just create your own stories Um, because I think that's how you avoid stereotypes and that's how you avoid like tropes and like the same story over and over again. Like how many times have we seen ourselves like represented as like just only housekeepers and cholos and while these stories are important, like that they don't sum up Latinx culture. Welcome to the Planner Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Vian Ortiz, your planning and business coach and strategist. This podcast was created to give you practical and actionable strategies for planning, while paired with conversations about hot topics, tough topics, interviews with business owners and influencers, as well as tips on business and following your passion. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Planner Talk Podcast. I am super excited that you're here. This episode is near and dear to my heart. I am going to be chatting with Patty Delgado from Hija de Tu Madre. Um, And this is near and dear to my heart because we actually went to the same high school, graduated the same year, and um, yeah, totally just found, you know, came full circle. And now we're chatting here on... (laughs) on my podcast and so I actually reached out to her because um I really really just like wanted to chat with her and I really wanted to not only catch up but really talk to her about how much I love everything she's doing with her business now if you're not familiar with Hija de tu Madre I know I'm saying that probably incorrectly but it is essentially this um cultural binding um business that she has grown um, for the Latinx community and she sells things but more than that she is portraying a message which I think we all need right now in this day and age but to get down to it if you were to go to her website or insta or her instagram she is selling you know stationery she's selling um uh accessories she's selling an amazing jacket all which represent Latinx culture And I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, what she's done. She's created a movement and I love everything about her brand, about her story, obviously about her as well. And so it's really, really fun to catch up and to kind of just talk a little bit about her journey. And I know you guys are going to love this episode. We talk about so many things from culture to self-care. We talk about um, Enneagrams and Zodiac signs. We talk about so many things and some things which are also really, really important conversations, especially for representation. And so without further ado, I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Please also stay tuned to the end because I am doing a giveaway for one of her planners. And so you're going to want to figure out how you can find out how to enter that giveaway. All right, let's jump into this episode. All right, Patty. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm excited to have you. 
Thank you so much. It's too weird. It's so weird. We used to go to high school together and here we are. <laughs> yes, we did used to go to high school together. Such a, a little small town, right? And then it's like, <laughs> we find yeah. our way back somehow always, right? <laughs> what has it been like tw 20 years? No, like 15. I don't know. I didn't even do the math. It's a lot. It's been a while. Um, well, i ten. ten. Nine, we're the eight. same like graduating class right yeah yeah so, like we're both oh nine yes I know it's crazy <laughs> I'm old I know. there's so many memes out there right now about us like just being 30 and I'm like oh thanks <laughs> yeah rude <laughs> <laughs> okay so my first question is a little bit off topic but it's something I always want to know which is what is your latest binge watch on Netflix my latest binge watch oh this is easy so I'm obsessed with like short documentaries because okay. I don't have like a lot of attention span for like <laughs> an hour long series but um there's a series on Netflix called explained Okay. And they'll do like all these, they'll address like different topics under like a certain umbrella. So it'll be like the mind and then it'll do like an episode on like meditation yes. or like I'll watch the meditation. You know, yes. Yes. Or like the teenage brain. Like I'm obsessed with explainer. They'll do one on like sexuality and cover like all these different issues under that big old term. So I love that stuff. Yeah, I obsess. One. I only yeah. watched one. So I need to go back and watch. The rest because it was super interesting the meditation one <laughs> yeah please do <laughs> all right love that um okay so i want to get into it i'm interested because i actually don't know this but how when and why did you start because it is just kind yeah. of blown up and i love it so much i'm so excited <laughs> thank you so much um so the company started back in 2016 so this is during like the Trump era and I felt like really called to create something I didn't know exactly what but like something that like really spoke to my community something that like spoke about like Latinos in a really positive way or like immigrant Latino immigrants specifically in a positive way that like wasn't racist mm -hmm. or like problematic and at that time I think I was like also very involved with like my own cultural discovery like I have two Mexican parents that are immigrants I was born in California so figuring out like what does it mean to be Mexican what does it mean to be Mexican American so I think I was dealing with like all these questions around identity and community and I had this idea for a jacket um, I made myself this uh, which is now called our Virgencita jacket, Onija Tu Madre. It's a basically a denim jacket with a sequin embellishment of Our Lady of Guadalupe in the back. And when I like made that jacket for myself, it's really, really neat. Um, when I made it for myself, I just felt like so seen and I just felt so proud wearing it because it's like so loud, so in your face. And I feel like when you see La Virgen, you're just like, you know what's up. Like you're my people's. <laughs> And, and at that time, I think I was like also very involved with like my own cultural discovery. Like I have two Mexican parents that are immigrants. I was born in California. So figuring out like, what does it mean to be Mexican? What does it mean to be Mexican American? So I think I was dealing with like all these questions 
around identity and community. And I had this idea for a jacket. Um, I made myself this, uh, which is now called our Virgencita jacket, Onihea Tu Madre. It's a, basically a denim jacket with a sequin embellishment of Our Lady of Guadalupe in the back. And when I like made that jacket for myself, it's really, really neat. Um, when I made it for myself, I just felt like so seen and I just felt so proud wearing it because it's like so loud, so in your face. And I feel like when you see La Virgen, you're just like, you know, what's up? Like you're my people. And I felt like it was just like a great conversation starter and a great way to like show pride for where I come from and what I believe in. And so that really kind of snowballed. We moved from jackets into like t-shirts and accessories under like the one goal to like create Latinx representation through like fashion and accessories. So everything that I design and we create is really with the purpose of celebrating culture. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that it's the representation is needed right now because in the media, oh my gosh, I mean, we're, we're getting hit pretty hard. Um, And we've been getting hit pretty hard for the last couple of years. And so I love that you took a stand against that um, kind of unknowingly, but also knowingly because you were like, I need this for me, but it's nice when you create something for yourself and then so many other people need it as well. And you find oh, out right. that everyone else is just like, just needs this. And you're, it's kind of like also the perfect timing. So um, I love that. And your brand does greatly represent Latin culture, right? And Latin culture can be from, I think there's like a, a misunderstanding between like being Mexican, Hispanic and Latina, Latino, Latin culture, yeah. it, it represents so much of um, Latin America, right? And so this representation of Latin culture seems really important to you, but why? Why was that so important to you at the times or now even? Yeah. Well, I think it's like important to really take control of your own narrative. Like I think representation is important, but I would even take take it a step further and like, you got to create your own representation. Like you can't just wait for there to be a Netflix series about your story like go make that own short documentary with your friend with your friends like go make your own books go make your own music go make your own art and fashion like I think it's about like feeling empowered to just create your own stories um because I think that's how you avoid stereotypes and that's how you avoid like tropes and like the same story over and over again like how many times have we seen ourselves like represented as like just only housekeepers and cholos and while these stories are important like that they don't sum up latinx culture in its entirety you know like we're also allowed to win like we're also allowed to be like little emo kids like i was in high school like we got we're like a range of identities and stories and like i'd like to encourage people to just like make their own platforms and make their own spaces for their own stories Oh my God, that's so good. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think on Netflix, we maybe have like two, <laughs> two things that we can watch about, you know, about our culture. And just like you said, it's it's more than that. And it's super cool to see you paving a way. And you're not just paving a way for like Latin culture, you're paving a way for other people to, like you said, do what they're passionate about as well. Um, 
and whether it be about their culture or not, or just in general, just whatever they're passionate about. Um, so all your products are very specific, right? To, to like Latino, Latino culture. And so where do you get that inspiration from? Like when you're sitting down and you're thinking about what is the next product, you know, what's the next product you're going to make? Um, what does that look like? Yeah. So I think at the beginning, it was very much in everything that we would do was very much inspired by like my childhood or like the phrases that I grew up hearing. So even like Hija Tu Madre, I grew up hearing that a lot when I was like being rebellious or when I was like doing good. I'd always hear that from my parents. And then even just like phrases like Echale Ganas or like um, like hearing Mija or Chula, like these uh-huh. words like really resonated. And I feel like there's like a sense of like cultural intimacy. Like when I hear them, I just feel like <sighs> I get like that feeling. Yeah. Like So home. I think that's a beautiful feeling to share with others. So definitely something that I like incorporating in our products. But I think now it's kind of changed a little bit and more like what does our community need or like what is what are some topics or issues that they're experiencing that we can incorporate in our own like art and products like talking about mental health like how do we make that spanglish or how do we like normalize it through hija tu madre stuff like that um something i'm just like always listening to like what our followers and customers need and i'm always like figuring out the best way to transmit it through hija tu madre nice i love that um so i actually asked my husband i'm like what is i actually don't speak spanish i can understand it pretty well yeah do not speak spanish um and so what is what does that like mean he had that through mother like what is that or in general what does that mean for you i know you said it means like home you know like you used to hear it all the time but what does it kind of translate into for you so the literal translation of hija de tu madre means daughter of your mother, but the okay. sentiment is like way more cheeky. It's kind of like son of a bee. And so I feel like <laughs> it's just the perfect way to describe our audience as like primarily women that just do whatever the heck they want. Um, they don't care about what others think. They take up space. And they're just doing their own damn thing. And I felt like this company name just like perfectly describes them. Yes, it does. What, what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> like what, what you were just like, oh yeah, that's it. Or did it take you a long time to like find the name? So it's interesting. Um, before I started the company, I was like, I think I mentioned this to you. I was like very much in my own existential crisis, like figuring out who I am. And I was traveling a lot um, in Mexico and like Latin America. And I had a travel blog back then. And the travel blog was called Hija de tu Madre. But when I came back to LA, like there's not really anything to blog about anymore. Nothing cute (laughs) or exciting to document. Um, So I really just repurposed the name. I was like, I guess this will work. I already own the GoDaddy domain. Like mine as well. (laughs) Um, And that was it. Oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so how was that when you traveled? I guess I want to talk a little, go back a little bit more and talk about um, your existential crisis. I'm doing air quotes because it, it, it seems like an air quote thing, but it's not. I know I've been through my own and it's like, you're kind of in this place where you're like, who am I? You're starting to get a little bit older. What do I represent? Yeah. Where do I like 
where do I stand, you know, in this world? What am I going to do? And so what was that like for you? Because I'm sure you're not the only person. I'm sure there's some listeners that are probably going through that right now as we get into 2022, right? Right. Yeah, I think when I think about who I was then, like little 25, 24 year old me, I think I was really dealing with this question of like, am I Mexican enough? Or am I like Latina enough? Like, am I Chicana? Am I Latina? Am I Mexican? Like, which one describes me? And at the end of the day, like, none of this matters, right? But I think back then, I was like, very concerned with like, where do I fit in? Like, my Spanish isn't that good. Does that make me less Mexican? Oh my gosh. And I think that's something that like multicultural people deal with a lot. Yeah. Or maybe even like kids who are like second or third generation is just like figuring out like, well, my mother, my mother tongue isn't that good. So do I get to call myself this term or have this identity? And I think I was like really deep, like dealing with a lot of those questions. And it turns out like none of that matters. You can pick whatever term you want and be whoever you want to be and like you're enough. That's so good. Yeah, I deal with that a lot because I'm, and I'm sorry, this is like, this is a bad thing to say, but I've been called whitewashed so many times, right? Mm. And it, it is kind of hard to hear. I know I play it off like, oh, you know, like, yeah, like I'm whitewashed or whatever, but I do have a strong history of both, you know, Mexican um, heritage as well as, you know, I'm, I think I'm third second or third it depends on which side we're talking here but I think I'm like second generation um just growing up my I just my dad knew Spanish and my mom didn't and so I wasn't taught Spanish I wasn't like grown up in that culture um and so I deal with that a lot too I deal with you know I'm Mexican-American but how do I bring in like that Mexican side and it can be hard I've had my own you know Thing with that and I think I still go through that a lot because I you know have a daughter and I want to bring her up Mexican-American it's like how do I you know how do I input that if I don't how do I give that to her if I myself don't have that so I think what you went through yeah. is so common um and it's nice to hear that we don't have to have a label because I find myself like well, what do I, am I whitewashed? Like, what am I, you know? So it's nice to know that we don't have to have specific, um, we don't have to do or be specific things to be part of a culture. Would you agree? Absolutely. And, and this is sometimes it like upsets me because I feel like we're even like as a community, we're kind of obsessed with like, there's one way to be Latina or there's one way to be Mexican specifically and it's like I have so many friends who are like third or fourth generation and their parents were not allowed to speak Spanish in schools or their grandparents like it was looked down upon and like everyone just has a different history and a different journey and it's worth respecting and doesn't make them less I know so how would you recommend maybe this is kind of a (laughs) question but when somebody is being faced with that like how do you recommend them having a conversation with people who are kind of calling them these like whitewash names or like you're not Mexican enough or like you I always get this thing I lived in Grand Terrace which is I don't even know if that means anything to anybody but I know it does to you for like like a year (laughs) and it was like oh you're from Grand Terrace I'm like what is that you know so um how would you recommend people uh have that conversation with with others 
Yeah, I think it's hard. Like, uh, if you feel empowered or called enough to like call someone out or educate them, like power to you. But that is also like very draining of your energy. <laughs> but it's but it's important to know like there literally is no one way to be. Yeah. And I feel like that like simple reminder like ugh, makes me sleep better at night because sometimes like educating people is exhausting yeah. and you just being like yourself and the most authentic version of yourself is like does a lot for people anyways for people to see that you can be whoever you want to be and own all these parts of yourself yeah usually I'm like thanks <laughs> good point <laughs> Oh, goodness. So, okay. So where you are now, where your shop is or your mercado, see, I'm trying to say it right. Um, Is that what you call it, right? Like your warehouse where people can shop with you, your storefront? Yeah. So we have a warehouse in downtown LA. We did open up this like temporary pop-up store over the summer. It was our, we called it our supermercado, which is like basically like an old school, like, supermarket but with a very like hija tu madre flair it's like very pink and red yeah we actually like just closed it um because we're going on the road um, a few weeks so we're gonna have a traveling pop-up coming with us across california and texas so yeah we're we're moving the supermercado is closed but like we're moving on to other things oh that's awesome but okay I want to know more about that in a second, but <laughs> you yeah. we talked about this a little bit before, but obviously you grew up in Colton and um, you made your way out to LA um, to do this, right? And so has this location helped you with your like ideal customers better? Um, and what has, what was that process like, like opening up your supermercado? Mercado. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've been based in LA for quite some time now. I want to say like maybe like four years. At first I was like running this business from my parents' living room in Colton. So okay. definitely come a long way. Um, and I think at that time, like LA just made more sense to me. Like I was, I had already kind of found my community here of people that like really were about their culture. And I do think that if I were to compare like the IE with like that greater LA area I think there is like a stronger sense of like cultural community here and so it did make sense for me to kind of really establish ourselves in LA and yeah I think even like I've lived in a lot of different LA neighborhoods and there was always like those little mom and pop supermarkets Mm -hmm. that felt like very close to home to me and so that was really the inspiration behind our pop-up store um everything from like the sticker machines to like the quarter like pony ride like it just feels like super nostalgic and like very like LA neighborhood yeah totally I I totally get that I love the little mom and pops you know uh have out there it's very it uh I don't know like you said it's nostalgic and it feels it feels good for the soul (laughs) so I played off of that very very well um so this traveling uh shop um what how did you think of that is such a great idea so you're literally going to be doing like a road trip slash right like slash traveling shop that's so cool (laughs) thank you um we'll see I'm in the trenches right now putting it together yeah it is a lot of work it's a lot of logistics um it's like essentially planning kind of like 
it feels like almost like a tour. Like we're just like yeah. in these cities these days. So it's really hard. It's, I've never done anything like this before. So I'm definitely figuring it out as we go. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to like branch out into different states that we have like a big community in, but that we've never like actually been in. Right. So it'll be nice to like finally connect folks in Texas, potentially like Illinois. I'm excited. This episode is sponsored by Milrose Notes. I'm going to share an excerpt that they wanted me to share with you. Success requires the right tools. Whatever your goal is, whether self-growth to leading large-scale corporate change and anything in between, it comes down to the tools and the mindset for success. The Milrose Notes insert line will help you get there. Milrose Notes was launched to fill a gap in the planner market, the need for executive business tools that help to drive results. Our exclusive insert line focuses on strategy and execution, financial improvement, project management, continuous improvement, and leadership in an easy-to-use format. Lux minimalist designs merge aesthetics with functionality. Discover Milrose Notes with the help of an advisor. Schedule a free personal session with a member of our team who can guide you through every step of the planning process. From basic to advanced use of inserts, advice on developing a personalized planner, or custom designs. Our advisors will help you curate a system tailored for you. Use the online scheduling tool to book your appointment with an advisor. You shop, we donate. At Milrose Notes, we believe that everyone can make a difference and impact the world in a positive way. Giving is important to us. Milrose Notes donates 1% of annual sales towards fighting poverty and social injustice around the world. And the best news is, is you can use Vienna 15 for 15% off of your purchase. And I highly recommend Milrose Notes. I use it myself and I hope that you check them out as soon as you can. Okay, now back to the episode. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, so you guys, if she, you need to check and make sure that, you know, see if she's going to be in your city. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yes. Yeah. So kind of transitioning over to like the entrepreneur side of things, because it takes a lot to run a business. It takes a lot to, you know, run a company and, um, you know, a lot of my listeners are planners and I want to know how you keep it all together. Like, how do you plan for all of this? What are the systems that you use? I know a lot of it is like figuring out, like you said, along the way. So what have you learned like over this time period of having your business? Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway, I think when I look back at like these last five years, I think about like how I can't do everything. <laughs> how I think I really wanted to be like a one woman like superhero where I could do everything um and I like I can't and even today I still wear a lot of hats and I'm and I'm like barely getting by so I think like just admitting to myself that I'm like not invincible and implementing the right like tools and just like commute better like communication honestly that like just like helps me either like delegate or just be transparent but I'm really coming to terms with the fact that like I I'm not superwoman and I think that's where I'm at and that's what I'm learning okay that's awesome yeah was that not what you wanted to hear is that like not is that very bad (laughs) no that's it's so true because no I totally get it I have that same that same ideology that it's like, I, I, I can do it. I can do it. You know? And I think a lot of people have that. Like a lot of people think 
I got this. And then down the line, they're like, I am so exhausted or something fell through the cracks. And you're just like, darn, if I would have just maybe had some help, but it's so hard to delegate. It's the hardest. Yeah. (laughs) Especially like when you're starting out and maybe you don't even pay yourself and you don't have obviously like the budget to like bring on paid help like you'd be surprised like my mom and dad even like my boyfriend at the time my friends were so eager to help me if I just asked them right so I think like not forgetting that you have people that care about you and care about the projects you have and it's okay if you ask for help like it will be all right right (laughs) no one hates you it's fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh, yeah you're so right um it's it's that asking for help though that sometimes is like hard it's a hard thing oh for sure <laughs> and I think as women I don't know if you relate to this but yeah. like I don't know where this comes from like maybe this is like a Latina thing uh-huh. a generational thing but like we just assume that like we're just supposed to be these like super women that do everything that are like these martyr types that don't need a break and it's just like my abuelitas deserved a break like why weren't we helping them more you know what I mean like I think we internalize it I think yeah oh no I think about that all the time I think about how much they probably had on their plate and it was just like they felt like they had to do it all and so that's why I love that you know this generation or I think our generation now getting older is breaking that, you know, barrier and being like, no, like I cannot do it all. I'm tired. I need some help, <laughs> you know, because I can't say, and I've never asked, but I could guess that they were probably a little bit unhappy with having to do everything. Right. Right. <laughs> I probably yeah. never asked, but I mean, I can only imagine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then we just like, inherit I think that own expectation of ourselves and then it just kind of builds resentment and exhaustion and I don't I don't I don't want that for me anymore (laughs) preach I mean even just Christmas just passing and me feeling like I have to do all like my mom like I have to do all the things my mom did plus more to make Christmas special and it's just like at the end of the day we don't have to do so much we don't have to put so much on our plate I feel like I'm always putting something extra on my plate that I don't have to put on. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like we can say no. You know what I mean? And I don't know why I don't like exercise that enough. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to give ourselves and all the listeners here permission to say no or permission to like be, be say I'm tired. (laughs) I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this then. So what do you do to, um, you know, practice self-care. I know that's such a stereotypical thing to say or ask because self-care means something different to everyone, but I'd have to imagine you have to unwind somehow at some point. (laughs) Yeah. I think right now I'm, and I think this like probably like is annoying to most people in my life, but I'm very like anti, (laughs) like texting, anti email. Like I feel very while I know I have to do these things, I'm not glued to my inbox and my text messages like I used to be. Like I give myself permission to respond to things when I can. And I think that is a big part of my Um, self-care. Not feeling the same urgency to like get to everybody. 
in a day. Yeah. Um, so do not disturb is a big, is like my best friend. And then I think rethinking about like my days, I think before I used to feel so empowered to like work a 10 hour day every single day and like be girl boss. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just like, I deserve to clock out too. I'm, I get to rest and I don't have to be like turned, like my brain doesn't have to be like turned on mode all the time. So I I think those are, that's my self-care right there. That's so good. That's so good. I don't think people understand like the turn on, like the brain turned on situation because you can try to like relax. But then if you, if you have a business, you're always thinking about it and you're always like, it's always kind of turning in your head. And so that's a big deal. Like I'm going to turn my brain off for a second (laughs) and just be in my life versus being like in my business. Right. Um, so that's super cool. So now would you say you have like more set hours that you're like, that's it. I'm cutting it off right here. I'm stopping for the day. I'm trying to. Yeah. I think I definitely have that like nasty habit of like working until like I go to sleep and then waking up again and doing the same thing. So I think just like understanding, like the tasks will still be there for me the next day. Yeah. And like, I can have dinner you know, like, (laughs) and it's just like the simplest things too. like literally like feeling like you don't deserve to have breakfast today because you have to like hurry up and go to this meeting. So I think it's like even just big baby steps, you know, like taking back your time in the smallest ways. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? I'm curious to know, do you know your Enneagram? It's the one with like the little letters. Is that what it is? Oh, no, no. The Zodiac sign. The one with the letters, I think, is like a Taurus or something, isn't it? I don't know. Enneagram, I thought it was like, um, whatever. I feel like when I was like (laughs) online dating, everyone would have it in their profile. (laughs) But no, I, I guess I don't know. What is it? The Enneagram is like your personality type. So I'm like a six, which is like the loyalist or something. And one is like a three, which is like the achiever. And it kind of does kind of explain a little bit about like how you navigate in the world. (laughs) And so I was wondering if you were like also a three, because it's kind of like, I just feel, (laughs) you know, that look at it. Look it up. Maybe I'm a three, but I like want to be a six. I'm like working my way down. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I always wonder, can I change mine? I don't really like this. Turns out I can't change it, but anyway, maybe you can look that up later and let me know. I will. Uh, That's so neat. What is it called again? The Enneagram. So there's like nine. There's nine of them. And some usually you fall under, under one of them. You're like by, I guess by birth or something. I have no idea. That is so interesting. Okay, I will look at that. What is your like um, zodiac chart, though? I'm curious. Oh gosh, I am a Cancer uh, Sun. Um, oh cool. I'm like a Leo. I think it's a Moon, and then I think I'm a Scorpio. Whatever the other one is, what's the other one? There's three. Moon, Sun, Rising. Okay, Rising is Leo, and and Moon is Scorpio. I think. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> what about yours? Um. So I'm a Aquarius moon, a Virgo sun. Your sun is the main one, right? Yeah. Okay, Virgo sun and then Aquarius rising. So love Aquarius, oh, love Virgo. Love Aquarius is, yeah. Complicated, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I 
what I had a, I had a best friend for a lot of years who was an Aquarius and then my grandma's an Aquarius. I'm like, I just love Aquarius. So <laughs> we're fun. We're weird. <laughs> love the weirdness, love the weirdness. And then over here as a cancer, I'm just like very emotional. Like just catch me switching moods, crying or, you know, not crying. I, <laughs> I love feelings. So I love that for you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. So I'm trying to like reel it back in, but I love that. <laughs> I love figuring out, you know, what people are. Cause it just, I feel like I know them so much better after that. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I want to know what you have. No, first let's talk planner because again, a lot of my listeners are planners and you do have a planner, right? You have notebooks, you have desking. There it is right there. <laughs> So do you use that personally? Is that like your, like what you use to organize your stuff? Yeah, I feel like maybe this is a little, maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but I feel like this for me <laughs> is more like manifesting, more like what do I want my month to look like? What are some big themes that I want to like really put into place? not so much for to-dos which I'm sure like that's what a planner is actually for but I think for me it's more about the big picture and not so much about every little appointment and task um I'm like a big list person yeah so like I'll use this with we have like this notepad called our like CSEP weather notepad and so I'll use kind of both of these together this is the planner's more big picture who I want to be and then the that our notepads are like just our notebooks in general are more for like my day-to-day chaos and mess. Oh no, I love that. In the planner <laughs> community, again, air quotes, um, we use planners <laughs> for everything. Like, I mean, there's like a yeah. planner for, for anything. And so I think a planner can be for whatever you want it to be. But I do want to like ask a little bit more about your manifestation process because obviously it's working and we need some tips on how to manifest in our planners. <laughs> Thanks. I think what's been working for me is like, I'm an, I'm an avid journaler. Okay. And so I think like, that's where I get a lot of my creativity is just like by dumping out all my brain on a piece of paper. And I think something that I've been like doing a lot is like being nice to myself. I think sometimes I get into the habit of journaling and I'm just like venting. But like, what about the good stuff that I'm experiencing? And I think making more space for like being kind to myself, like has allowed me to kind of have the energy to like do, because I feel like when I'm like so negative and so depressed and like feeling that doesn't really inspire me to like start a new project or even like finish a project for that matter. So that's kind of how, what, how I think about like manifesting and just like inspiration in general. That is such a good point. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Yeah. That's such a great point. So when you're in your planner, are you kind of like saying, this is what I want to achieve, like more specifically, or are you just saying like, this is how I need to, you know, feel or overcome or recognize in order to achieve? Like you just, which one would you So I feel like I have like a more of like more of a present approach because I think what I used to do is like I used to look at my present self as being like the lowest form and I needed to be better or like I needed to go to the next step but I think now my approach is more like everything that I know right now everything that I'm experiencing is good like I'm good I'm fine 
Um, and I just want to welcome more experiences, more positivity, more, more knowledge. And, at, and that's, doesn't make me necessarily a better person. It doesn't make me a better version of myself. I'm just experiencing more. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I get caught. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening get caught in this, like, I need to grow. I need to be like, on this personal development journey, like I need to be a better version of myself. And it can be so debilitating. Sometimes you're like, man, like, I feel like, I feel like I'm doing okay. Why do I need to continue to be better? Like, what? <laughs> yes, that's such a good point. Or like a good distinction. Because I, I feel like the implication when you say you want to be a better version, you're implying that who you are right now, like isn't good enough. Yeah. And you're like already not good, but you're great. You're amazing. You just like, maybe you want this new experience or maybe I don't know this other project or this other I don't know milestone um but you're not really better you just have more oh my god yeah you just like switched a light bulb on for me <laughs> that I mean oh, good. yeah so much because I mean I definitely fall into that category of like how can I do more so that I can be better or how can I add something to my life so that it my life or I feel better or am better yeah I just like you said it's not necessarily that that we want to be better we're okay the way we are which just feels like we need to do more or be better and that's right it can be hard <laughs> you're like what am I reaching for right now you know yeah so, yeah it's hard because I think culturally that's just kind of the world we live in we're just kind of obsessed with like getting better perfection and it's kind of unattainable so (laughs) I think it's just a mind it's just like a mind switch a mind change I love yes I'm gonna take that with me after this (laughs) I'm sure other listeners will as well um okay so love that I feel like I could talk about that for days but then I would just be like rambling on (laughs) oh goodness um okay so I want to know just like what do you have coming up um I know that you talked about you were going to be on the road soon um but what is like your I know and this is so con you know contradictive contradictive I think that's a word contradictive right (laughs) to um what we were just talking about which is always needing to know what we're going to do to be better or to improve Mm -hmm. but like I guess I'm wondering what your vision is for hija de tu madre like do you have an ultimate or is it just kind of like as you go you're figuring it out I think right now one of like my something that I like think about a lot is like I'd love for our brand to be more accessible to people Mm-hmm. so meaning like a potential like big box retail partnership target if you're listening hi yes, target. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um or even just like creating our own brick and mortar like something more permanent um I'd love to see that and I think us going on this pop-up tour will be like a big eye-opener to like really you know, be more available to our community and like not be so dependent to like the digital world. And so I'm really excited. I think that's what I see is just like us being more offline. Yes, I see that too. I can absolutely like envision walking into Target, seeing your sign there and all your things. No, I'm dead serious. Like it's such a, you know, and you know what in Target, I'm going kind of off on a tangent, but they are starting to put a lot of more 
you know, representation items in there. I think there was a book, um, an artist in there, I forget his name, Anthony or something like that. And also right now I'm seeing a lot of clothing items like that yeah. for different, different cultures. And so, yes, please don't give up on that dream. I think it's easily attainable. <laughs> I'm investing. I'm gonna plan it in my planner. Yes. <laughs> right, Target, big circle. You know, <laughs> I wish I knew. I mean, I'm sure you can figure out the process of getting in there, but Thank I can you do so it. Much. <laughs> of course. So, where? And I mentioned all of your. I'm gonna mention and when I do my intro, oh. where people can find you. But where else can people find you? You know, ihadetumadre.com and then you have your Instagram, right? Are there any other places that you that you're at? Um, follow us on TikTok. We're like really weird over there and really fun. So ihadetumadre.la on TikTok and then my personal Instagram is party skinny. Um, DM me, say hi. Let's yeah. talk. Let's be friends. Yes. I love that you're so personable too. Uh, I'm supposed to be wrapping this up, but I don't know if I can yet. Um, There's so many many just like, I think that a lot of businesses will kind of separate themselves um, Mm -hmm. from their brand. And I love that you uh, are so present in your brand. I think that there's some people that when they are so present in their brand, they become a part of it right like uh, uh the face of it and I think you've done a really good job at that like has that been hard or easy like what's that like <laughs> um it's been a challenge and I think it's something that I'm even like struggling with right now is like um as like an entrepreneur like when you're self-funded you kind of have to be like your own brand ambassador yeah um so sometimes like the lines I think get blurred sometimes too um and I'm I'm still figuring it out like I definitely like to be myself and I like like the other day I think I was like on our business Instagram and I was like we had some like freebie yeah and I just like I'm posted up like on my bed like like a weirdo like by the way this is free on our website like I don't care I'm not like perfect influencer girl I am just myself and I am working from my bed so what's good Uh, yeah (laughs) no it works it works Uh, I mean in this day and age where we are right now I don't think people are looking for like cookie cutter like they really want to see who's behind the brand they want to see like what you're all about and so it's a great you know, it's a great thing that you're so involved, but I know the lines can sometimes get blurred. <laughs> so um, you'll figure yeah. it out. It, it's working. It's working. It's the problem. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoyed talking to you. I could probably continue talking, but um, <laughs> I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and I am just so excited to see a fellow high school, you know, what am I looking for? 909er. 909er. <laughs> doing the I'm going to say damn thing and um representing you know a a culture that means so much to you and I just wish nothing but the best and I can't wait to see you in Target it's happening (laughs) thank you so much Vienna likewise um this was really fun I loved catching up with you and I think I don't know am I allowed to say this we might do a giveaway together oh yes please comes out maybe yes so make sure that you follow the Instagram the podcast Instagram I'll put all of the giveaway um information there 
when this comes out. So if you're listening to this, go <laughs> enter the giveaway <laughs> for the planner. And yeah. I will say, if you're sitting here being like, oh, I have a billion planners. No, this is your manifestation planner. This is where you figure out who you are. Because I just, I, that's what I'm going to use mine for. <laughs> I'm so inspired. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. All right. Signing off, guys. And um, I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.